0: Hello and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include state trivia, part 2 of my interview with Candor's Gina Choi, and comments from Mortgage Bankers Association's chief economist, Mike Fratton Tony. Thank you to today's podcast sponsor, Candor, a newer company that's getting a lot of buzz they offer a dynamic underwriting engine that eliminates the underwriting bottleneck. Keep listening to hear their chief product officer, Gina, talk about how their OCR and other components help clients get so much lift. Does anyone agree on anything anymore? In the past, state trivia was fun because everyone agreed on it. Now, no one will disagree that Alaska is the northernmost, westernmost, and easternmost state, for example. If I were to say... There is only one natural lake in Texas, Caddo Lake. People will find fault with that. What about Sabine Lake? They'll cry. Separately, did you know that West Virginia has no natural lakes whatsoever? One thing that people working from home don't disagree on is having a place to work that, uh, works. How is residential lending going to work? Keith Cantor, the CEO of First Community Mortgage, has some thoughts about the near-term forecast. He says that regardless of the direction of rates, good loan officers educate borrowers on down payment assistance programs, affordable housing options, the nuances and suitability of various loan programs, and how to best use technology during the loan process to ease or eliminate roadblocks. For those links, as well as ones on job opportunities in the industry, lender and broker services and products, and disaster updates, go to robcrispin.com. Yesterday... I started a conversation with Gina Choi. Today, Gina will talk about how Candor's OCR and other components help clients to get so much lift. Candor says that they can have up to a cycle time reduction of more than 18 days. And that's just one of the many impressive stats from y'all. How have you been able to have such a massive impact on cycle time specifically?
1: You know, when it comes to, especially with the booming market and a lot of, folks are running into a capacity issue where you don't have enough bodies to handle the number of loans that are coming in. Candor really helps facilitate that. That cycle time, a lot of it comes down to queuing because you're queuing for someone to look at it next. You're doing a handoff of it goes to the loan officer, it will go to your customer facing representative, whether that be your processor, account manager, and then it will go down to your underwriter. And then generally speaking, it goes back to that customer facing representative to go ahead and ask for additional items that are needed. And so you're, you're being, the loans are being queued because there's only so many loans that a person can review in a, in a daily 24-hour period or eight-hour workday. And so what CANDOR does to really help facilitate that is we eliminate that queuing period. With the hit of the button and that loan is being transmitted to CANDOR, now you can work things in a parallel process. No longer do you have to wait for a handoff where by the time the loan officer gets it, it goes to the processor and then goes down to the underwriter. What if the loan officer hits Candor, gets a conditional approval, sees the items that are needed from the borrower, requests that in parallel from that time it goes down to the processor. So by the time that the underwriter looks at it, you have all of those condition items needed in there that Candor could not clear and that requires an uh, underwriter's talent to review. And then it's a one-touch review, and then you go down to final approval. It really helps eliminate the waiting period that uh, seems to be the bit of the bottleneck today because you're being lined up in a queue because there's only so much that one person can look at in a daily period.
0: And I know that OCR is just one component of candor. Can you walk me through the other components?
1: So OCR is one component that is ingestion of the documents where we scrape the data Candor uh, also looks at all of the data points on the loan application in itself, and we cross-corroborate the data. So if we start noticing that, let's say, for example, the loan application comes together and is passed over, indicating that John Homeowner is a wage earner. They're supposed to be receiving a pay stub and a W-2. Well, we notice that the employment address for the employer matches exactly as the home address. Candor catches that. It recognizes that and says, you know, we're noticing red flags that this may possibly be a self-employed borrower and not a wage earner. Please review to for accuracy in regards to the address that's indicated for the employer or the phone number that's indicated for the employer as it matches directly with what they have for their home address and home phone number. Candor will take a look at things if in the event that documents get mixed up or someone sends in additional documents that may not be pertaining. So for example, borrower John Homer He's the only one on the loan application, and he accidentally mixed in his wife's pay stubs for Mary, and now Mary's pay stubs get passed to Candor. Well, we recognize that, and we recognize that Mary's not on the loan application, and so we'll go ahead and indicate on our documents process page that, hey, Mary was not found on the loan application, and this is the document that we received for her. So that way, the lender can go ahead and take a look at that, and if there's an erroneous document in their file, that they absolutely remove that before loan delivery, so there's a lot of projects that we go ahead and help hold, not only from an underwriting perspective, so that way when the files are delivered for investors, that they are in the cleanest manner possible.
0: Economic data over the last week continues to point to improving conditions as the vaccine rollout accelerates and social mitigation restrictions are loosening. While COVID remains a concern, many leaders are hopeful that a return to a sense of normalcy is close at hand. It's all about perspective. I could tell you that the 10-year Treasury yield has more than tripled from August of last year. I'd also be accurate in saying that it is only 20 basis points higher than its pre-COVID record low. Speaking of records, it has been said we are seeing record short positions in the U.S. Treasury bond. Yesterday was a ho-hum day in the MBS market, likely due to a relatively light data week coupled with the quiet period ahead of next week's FOMC meeting. Treasuries pulled back again, with the bulk of the retreat taking place at the open as the pace of the selling moderated considerably into the afternoon. Some volatility that drops yields back down may be welcomed, as rising rates will further depress the economy. Despite outright inflation not being a problem in decades, it has become more of a concern with the stimulus packages and, hope for, resulting economic activity. The NBA's chief economist, Michael Frattantoni, has some thoughts. Quote, we are forecasting a burst of activity over the next several months as people are finally able to spend on various goods and services as the vaccine rollout continues and restrictions are lifted. This will likely lead to a temporary increase in inflation. In fact, there are many examples, like the impact of the chip shortage on auto manufacturers, of how this might play out. Closer to our industry, watch for the spike in lumber prices. That said, the MBA expects that after an initial increase, inflation will return to more normal levels, about 2%, possibly around the same time the Fed begins to normalize policy. So, most likely, we think rates are going up from here and may be more volatile given the substantial uncertainties involved. End quote. The MBA's latest forbearance and call volume survey revealed that the total number of loans now in forbearance decreased by three basis points to 5.20% of servicers' portfolio volume in the prior week as of February 28th. According to the MBA's estimate, 2.6 million homeowners are in forbearance plans. The survey represents 37 million loans, or 74% of the first mortgage servicing market. Today's economic calendar is light on data, but the mini-refunding gets underway with $58 billion of three-year notes auctioned this afternoon. In terms of economic releases, we'll receive NFIB small business optimism for February and Redbook same-store sales for the week ending March 6th. We do have the last currently scheduled Fed speaker ahead of next week's FOMC meeting with Dallas's Kaplan speaking after the close. The MBS purchase schedule sees the desk conducting two operations, starting with $3.13 billion of UMBS 32% and 2.5%, followed by $1.85 billion of Gini 2, 2% and 2.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by a quarter and the tenure yielding 1.53% after closing yesterday at 1.60%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Years ago, an Irish World War II Spitfire pilot and flying ace was speaking in a church and reminiscing about his war experiences. In 1942, he declared, "The situation was really tough. The Germans had a very strong air force." Oh, that was such a bad accent. "One day, I was protecting the bombers and suddenly out of the clouds these Fokkers appeared." There are a few gasps from the parishioners and several of the children began to giggle. I looked up and realized that two of the Fokkers were directly above me. I aimed at the first one and shot them down. By then, though, the other Fokker was right on my tail. At this point, several of the elderly ladies of the church were blushing with embarrassment. The girls were all giggling, and the boys laughing loudly. The pastor finally stands up and says, "'I think I should point out that Fokker was the name of a German-Dutch aircraft company who made many of the planes used by the Germans during the war.' "'Aye, that's true,' replied the old pilot." But these fuckers were flying, Messer Schmidt <laughs> Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you.